0: This is the Dealer News Today podcast. The
1: podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew
0: Черкаски. Dave, good afternoon. Coast to coast again. Andy, this is now becoming a regular thing regardless of where we are or what we're doing. We always find time for the DNT podcast. Next week you're back in the studio though, right? Next week, I'm back in the studio with an incredible lineup and uh, it's going to be just a bang out week. But I got to tell you, there's no way to end a week like we have today. We got an amazing guest. Oh yeah, give us a preview of this. I'm really excited. Today, we got one of the most charismatic guys in the automotive industry, uh, extremely hands-on from day one of starting his automotive career as a young boy. Today, I'm proud to bring on the show a friend an incredible advocate to the show, and also one of the greatest dealers. And I'm not saying that, ladies and gentlemen, just because I'm saying it. I'm saying it because I mean it. Michael Brown, the owner at Empire Automotive Group out of Long Island, New York. Everyone knows Michael Brown and his extensive career in the automotive industry. And we got a lot to talk about before we get Michael on, but it's going to be a great show today.
2: Awesome. Well, Dave, here's the thing that I wanted to talk about, because I've actually in the last couple of days had to get out. I had to go to a Home Depot to fix something that needed fixing. um, And I've had to go to the grocery store. That is
0: not like you. Yeah, no, it,
2: it hasn't. I had to go to the grocery store once or twice. I've been out more than I have been in weeks and weeks. I don't think I'm the only one. Here's my question to you. Really, it's the question to the dealer body, because as the states are opening right now, we're seeing all sorts of different attitudes with regard to PPE, personal protective equipment, things like masks and gloves. And I'm at the Home Depot yesterday and I walk in there and there are the fair, you know, the majority of people are gloved and masked. I think, uh, more were masked, then gloved. And then there were just people walking around, kids, adults, older people. I saw plenty of people, nothing. Same thing at at the Costco the other day, Uh, same sort of experience. Here's my question to you, because when I walked into the Home Depot last night, I saw that they had changed their sign from face masks required, and they put something over to say face masks recommended. What's your thought moving forward? If you're a business owner, regardless of what the local laws are, what do you say about masks?
0: Look, I, I get it. I get that you had to get out. You've been trapped for seven weeks, and guess what? Just what you're feeling—the anxiety of being stuck at home—the entire world is feeling, and we're seeing it all over the news throughout the entire nation in, in the United States. And you know, you know, now we're seeing all of these stay-at-home bans lifted by the governors. Everyone is doing their best to trying to reopen every business possible. Here's the problem, Andy let's talk about the problem before the solution. There's no book on how to do this, okay? No one has ever had to experience or go through this type of a, a process before. As an entrepreneur, you're thinking of a few things. Obviously, safety is one of them, but also is, is getting back to earning some income, is, 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 is building some cash again. Because let's face it, a majority of small businesses out there are hemorrhaging and are literally in survival mode. Now being in survival mode, that doesn't mean you take any greater risk of life. What it means is you got to strategically plan and the signage that you're seeing. Okay. Which now says recommended is what they're being told to do. The governors are telling people it is not a necessity. Yeah, That's not my question. My, My
2: question to you without greater science that somehow says that no face masks is appropriate at this time. My question to you as a business owner, regardless of what the state say, because there's a lot of political pressure, do you have your employees wear masks? I want your answer. Absolutely,
0: 100%. Do you have safety? your customers wear masks? We're going to ask them to. And, I, and, and, and here's the question. If somebody comes in without a mask, do you tell them to leave? Yeah, that would be the answer, right? But you're also possibly... Telling a customer that's been with you for five years, 15 years, 30 years, never come back again because it's an insult. Now, I get it. Safety shouldn't be considered an insult. But everyone has to take every precaution. And that's the bottom line. As a business owner, my answer is easy. Yes.
2: Good points. My answer to this question on the other side of a break. First, a word from our sponsor.
0: This podcast is sponsored by DCG Capital. DCG Capital's lender relationships can provide new car dealers with working capital loans, floor plan financing, mortgage loans, and other reduced interest rate financing at historically low rates. Contact
2: DCG Capital at Dave Here's my quick and dirty answer to the question Do you make your employees wear masks? Do you make the consumer wear masks? My answer is yes, regardless of what. The states are saying, governors are saying, you know, as well as I know, politics have entered the arena here. And there are political pressures to allow people to do whatever the hell they want to do. And if that means not wear masks or not wear gloves, whatever the case may be, that's their prerogative. But when you own a business, you've got a responsibility to your employees and you've got a responsibility to the other consumers that walk through there. They need to wear a mask. And they need to wear a mask because the science hasn't changed. I get the attitude towards quarantine has changed, but the science hasn't changed. So you need to go above and beyond if you're going to open your business during these times as governors are allowing to happen you need to go above and beyond there needs to be requirements on both so, sides Andy,
0: let me ask you a question before we bring on our guest because he's waiting on the line if a customer comes to your door and that customer does not have a mask on do you turn them away you give them a mask great idea i love that so here here's the answer the sixty four thousand dollar question with a great answer stock up on masks. Make sure you're prepared if your customer is not Oh, if you weren't I thinking of that, that
2: six weeks ago, you're nuts. With that said, let's bring on our guest.
0: With us this afternoon, we have Michael Brown, the owner of Empire Auto Group out of Long Island, New York, in the epicenter of this pandemic. Michael, thank you so much for coming on to today's show. How are you today? Doing
1: great, Dave. Great to talk to you.
0: Great to hear your voice, Michael. You know, look, you know, we there's no secret. We've known each other for a very long time. And I've always respected your ways of operating and obviously creating, you know, such a legacy as you have had over the years. You know, when it comes to operating a car dealership, you know, you have so you have so much enthusiasm and tenacity to build a brand and you've done it so well over the years tell us what's going on in your stores what you've experienced over this last seven or eight weeks and what you guys are doing today to battle that
1: uh, that's a great 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 question and uh yeah it's been a wild ride it, it has and uh geez you say legacy you make me sound old dave i don't want to be old <laughs> but <laughs> we got some stories. Look, Michael, we got some stories we're going to get into shortly. The audience needs to hear. <laughs> Fair enough. But anyway, listen, when this first when this thing first set down, obviously it, it, it sent chills through everyone's bones and spines. And we said, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Can everyone stay healthy? Yes, we were the epicenter. It was a hotbed, especially where you know most of my stores are in Huntington, Long Island. The, the virus ripped through the store. So I actually had to shut them down. And uh, it, w- it was hard. And I was so concerned for for all our employees, all our customers, family, friends. So much emotion, so much emotion. But once once we saw, listen, we, we still we were essential for service. We were open. No, we weren't getting a lot of cars through the door, but we said, what else can we do? So one of the things we set out to do uh, is we became really a volunteer center for people. So anyone that on Long Island that was compromised or was a senior citizen, we decided, hey, we're the place to call if you need something. And it could have been anything. So we were taking people to the doctor. We were going to the pharmacy. We were going to the supermarket. We were doing a bunch of different things. The, 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 the most outlandish one was an elderly couple, uh, a Toyota customer of ours. And they wanted it. was a nice weekend. They wanted to do their landscaping, but they were they weren't they weren't didn't have the wherewithal to go get 20 bags of mulch. So we went and got 20 bags of mulch and uh, it was great. It was a feel good thing for everybody. And you don't even have to be a customer of ours. We just had it all over our website. The radio stations and TV stations picked it up. So we ended up joining with Huntington Hospital and doing a bunch of stuff for them. It just worked out great. And that really got us through april which was a very difficult time here it really was and now that we saw that the, you know the sun was coming out okay we're, we're getting closer although we can't open which is a whole nother conversation me and you can have but we said now now what guys that that was the feel good moment we got through it but but we're losing money we got to figure something out here so we switched gears real fast I decided to come up with, you know, a remote sales option where really we were essentially offering to bring bring the cars to customers' homes, white glove it, VIP it. Yes, we have the digital retailing tools and we offer that. But a lot of people, you know, everyone says that's the way. I'm just not sold that that's the way because a lot of people want to talk to someone, want to touch a car, want to feel it, want to drive it. And we wanted to make sure we could still offer that experience. And that has been a huge windfall. Uh, we spoke, you know, we've spoken quite a bit, and we spoke in the last couple of days. I told you it was getting better. Well, yesterday, you know, in our group, it was it was awesome. We did 49 cards, which is really uh, it's the best day we've had since this thing started, and it's really getting close to an you know to a typical day in the life of Empire. Uh, and that is really good to see. If you're talking in terms of ratios. You know, we're 74% of an average month right now pacing on new cars. I'll take it. I'll take it when we're not really even fully fledged open. So there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Everyone's really jazzed up about it. We got to be careful. We got to social distance and we got to do it the right way. But we still have a responsibility. I have a responsibility, honestly, to our customer base, to our community and to the employees.
2: You know, we're going to make it. Michael, uh, outstanding contribution to our community. Uh, Dave has been telling me so much about what you've been doing over the last few weeks. Uh, the, The mulch story. I love that. I can't imagine the number of people that you've helped along the way. It's a great side piece that you're also getting a little bit of publicity off of it. I know that's not why you're doing it, but it is good for good people to be recognized in a good way. You know, I'm not going to allow more than about half the show to pass talking business because we will eventually get to some of these stories that I need to hear conclusions of david's given me some teasers but uh, still staying on business let me ask you this what's going on right now in your stores um and what do you anticipate in the next few weeks and let me ask you this question because Dave and i were talking about it before you were on are you requiring both consumers and uh employees to wear masks when there's contact
1: great question absolutely got to wear masks we'll provide them uh, no doubt about it, you you ain't coming in the doors if you're not wearing a mask. We just want to do it the right way. Uh, we want a social distance. We are also cleaning the place twice a day, according to C- CDC guidelines. So I, I just want to be real careful here. And I do believe, you know, this is going to get better and better as we move forward, you know, but there's no reason not to be careful. You know, since we witnessed the spread of the virus actually in our stores, we got some experience of, of, of kind of up close what can happen. And we don't want to see that again. So what we're doing is we're the master are a requirement, but we're also, I got plastic partitions everywhere. If you go into my stores and you go into the service drive, there's there's something between you and an employee. If you go up to a sales desk, there's a plastic partition between you and an employee. And we're just going to be real careful. And we, we think the customers are going to appreciate that and definitely give them, a level of comfort where they can continue to do business the way, you know, the way they know, the way they were taught, the way they're used to, you know, we understand that things are going to change in the world, but let's face it. We're also creatures of habit. And some people don't like so much the change. They want to come shop. They want to touch things. They want to drive. They want to negotiate. We really know that all too well. So this gives them that opportunity. Michael, I couldn't agree with you any more that the brick and mortar philosophy of the automotive industry
0: is not going away. Okay. You know, obviously the consumers today are kind of adapting to this new digital model. We're hearing it every day. You know, we're hearing from some, You know, executives at Cox that, you know, control these, you know, X time and dealer.com and things of that scenario uh, that are helping consumers and employees out with scheduling for service and sales, especially, but let's talk about what's going on right now. You're saying that, you know, you sent me a text this morning, exactly what you just said, 49 sales yesterday, roughly, you know, you're tracking 74% of the norm, which is pretty damn close to, you know, you know, getting back to the way it was. What are your customers telling you when you're, when you're, when you, when, when they're calling they want to buy a car? All years of, of me being a dealer, you know, I, I say the same thing. Customers want to come in. They want to negotiate. They want to test drive three different models. They want to climb in and out of different cars. You know, they like the experience. Okay. And they want, I don't think they're ready to give that up. I mean, what are you experiencing when, 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 when customers
1: are calling up saying, I want a new car. Yeah, you know, you're you're hitting on the head. When they don't have the ability, number one, you know, me and you know this, Dave. You've operated big, big stores. What's one thing that really a customer likes to hear before they come in a store? Oh, I'm gonna go see what? Selection. I'm gonna have a big selection of things to choose from. They like shopping. They like selection. You never know what you're gonna find if you don't go and check it out. That's especially why. Used cars has been so tough. They, re, you know, the, all the more reason you never know what you're going to fall on when you go onto a used car lot. You might find something you never even thought of. So, th- what we're really hearing is now that there's an opportunity for the customers to touch, see, and feel cars, whether they come in, or we bring it to them, which we've been doing plenty of. It gives them that opportunity, and and that's huge. Uh, that's really, I think, such a, a strong component of our business. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you digital retailing doesn't work because it does there's a percentage of our customers that are going to want to use it but but the people who are talking about okay guys your business is changing forever well listen that's not where i'm throwing my money well michael let me let me follow up on
2: that let let me ask you in the next six months in the next 12 months even in the next 18 months what do you see in the future of auto sales is it going to be different or is it going to be largely a return to normal
1: I think there's going to be some evolutions because just because of what the time it's going to take for the this pandemic to write itself. And, you know, you got treatments that are all being developed right now. You got vaccines that are all being developed right now. I, you know, I sat on a board for Huntington Hospital, which is our local hospital for years. So I'm still uh, very close with some of the people there. And, and, and I believe we're much closer to a vaccine in the fall than we are next spring. I think it's going to be much sooner. So I do think you're going to see things normalize quicker than everyone's talking about. Yes, there is going to be somewhat of a little bit of an overlap of, of, okay, you know, I'm still scared. There's going to be fear. It's going to be a much smaller margin than I think people are talking about. I do believe vaccines out, oh, forget it. People will be running in the streets. Guys, I went to Home Depot the other day. It was packed, absolutely packed. There's people for the most part, I'm not talking about the entire public. I'm talking predominant population. They're human and human beings are not meant to be contained. And I just gotta believe that it's gonna go back to what somewhat of what it was. There'll be some changes, there'll be some tweaks. And like we just talked about, what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to make sure my setting is safe, healthy and people are comfortable then i think they'll come in and
0: michael let's face it the automotive industry is filled with some of the most resilient individuals in the entire world and that's why it is the greatest industry to work in you know i i do believe that that we have the grit and the tenacity to get through this and you know what This is the United States of America. You can't lock us up at home. And I get it. Safety first. But people are going to start pouring out. And look, here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that, you know, possibly by the summertime, there's going to be a huge surge in
1: automotive sales. Are you guys prepared if that happens? I think that's, you know, listen, there is definitely talk of that. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see what I did was I took every car that was offered. I didn't turn down anything. Uh, That's smart. And I also think you're going to see the used car business spike at the end of this deal because new car inventory is going to be so short. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be bullish here. And, you know, I know that there is going to be an economical effect. Look, unemployment rate at what it is. We got some issues, but I'm talking the next four to six months. The, the economy is a much longer term discussion right now there's pent up demand especially where i am when everybody was closed completely because the virus ripped through here so you got short-term and long-term outlooks short-term i think you're 100 percent right inventory is going to dwindle and then long-term we're going to have to ride this thing but dave you and i've been through that we went through okay so 09. we know how to do this you've got to buckle down Excuses and look in the mirror,
2: Michael. I know you two have been through some stuff together. I know you guys go way back. Here's the the question that I've got: uh, Where where do the stories begin? And I hear that there's something about Costa Rica and a vacation that got cut short and a jet. Can Can you tell me how long have you known Dave? And then get us right to Costa Rica.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, listen we've we've had we've had some we've had some fun times together, and you know, working with a lot of the same brands with each other we end up at the same destinations, sometimes for meetings and things so yeah we were we were having a real good time in costa rica and you know got got called back to duty there by my boss and former partner who's oh, you know the best in the world at it uh but yeah he, he i don't know if dave they, they didn't believe it i said guess what there's a plane coming to pick us up we're leaving and uh the next thing you know it was, it was, it was, yeah, we had we had a fun time at the vacation and we actually had some last on the way home too
0: you know, here's what's funny. Four hours later, we're on this plane and we ordered sushi and we're, we're sitting on the plane eating sushi. But four hours before that, we were poolside making plans for the night. So it just goes to show you how quick time flies. But I'll tell you what, we had some good times on that plane. Michael, what are you
2: doing to keep busy during uh during this time? I hear dogs barking in the background. Uh,
1: is it all business or are you... uh? I got uh, I got a a Bernese Mountain Dog who's screaming at me right now for attention. I have three daughters who are, you know, doing great. they are two twins that are teenage girls. They're they're 13 and my baby's 11. They're, you know, busy kids, very intense, active. They're athletes. So this is kind of a difficult time they're waiting through. But they're they're being good about it. They're doing their schoolwork and they're and they're staying, staying very intense with their workouts and their and training to stay in shape. And uh, we're having some fun cooking a lot of food, you know, so it's, it's, it's been a time to camp out with the family and, uh, and it's been, it's been good. I think it's been healthy.
0: That's fantastic. Michael, look, you know, everything that that I know about you, we're going to find a way to cross this bridge and become stronger on the other side. Like you said, we've experienced the 01 9, 11 crisis. We've experienced the Oh eight Oh nine recession. And now we're experiencing COVID-19 and this too shall pass. Michael Brown, Empire Automotive Group cannot thank you enough for coming on to the show. I'm sure we'll be talking soon. I'm so happy to hear how quickly you're rebounding, but a lot of that has to do with your leadership and your ability to create motivation and inspiration of everyone surrounding you. Uh, Michael, have a great
1: day, brother. Stay safe and stay healthy. Hey, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on and thanks for all the support.
2: Dave, it's really good to uh, have met Michael on the phone here. I can't wait to actually meet him in person because the stories, the legend that you've given me, I think we only scratched the surface a tiny bit on the show. Uh, Sounds like such a a phenomenal guy for so many reasons, but really from a business perspective, wow, he is out there leading. He is doing exactly the sort of uh, thing that we were talking about at the top of the show, this debate about how to handle things moving forward. It sounds like he's certainly going very aggressive in that regard. It may be because he's in an epicenter type area and he's a little bit more sensitive to it. But I certainly encourage that sort of attitude. And I think most in our country do. I recognize and I understand there's a debate But uh, he is such a
0: leader. I am so impressed, Dave. Andy, none of this is a surprise to me, okay? You know, I've known Michael Brown for decades, and he's always been front and center. He's always been an incredible leader. And one of the things that he does very well is communicate. And what have we been hearing from every dealer and executive and CEO that we bring on? Two things that you need to be able to do, and that's lead and communicate. And Michael's doing a great job. You know, the stories don't surprise me at all of what he's doing for the community because Michael's been a part of that community for a long time. And that community has helped Michael become the legend he is in the industry today. Dave, I couldn't agree more. So good to have him on the show. You know, Andy, it's leaders like that that are going to help us and help the automotive industry get through this as fast as we possibly can and just, you know, make make it the day where we can look back and say, remember when, because that day is going to come sooner than we could imagine it and everyone couldn't be waiting more for it. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great day today. From Dealer News Today, stay healthy
1: and stay safe. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.